Hey everybody, welcome to Mirror Studies. I'm your host, Jill, here with... Uh, your host, Lucas, the one of us who is not giggling uncontrollably. Be professional, Tell them the truth. Jill. My Tell goodness. them the truth. What? I did just fine, and you had to stop the recording to look back to see what episode we were on. So yes. technically, I didn't giggle you, this episode. You did a great job on the first run, and I had to like ruin that because I, I find it endearing when you giggle through the episode. I don't think other people do. I think they do. When I flip on an Remind episode... Remind me to put the poll up yes. this time. When I listen to episodes and you don't giggle through the front, it just doesn't feel right. I wonder if that sets the tone. Yeah, it really does. We're just two friends having fun. I'm writing in my notes, giggle poll. There we go. <laughs> I'm not going to remember what that is. We're just goofing around. Hey, uh, welcome to episode 15. <laughs> this was my choice this week. Mm-hmm. I got to choose the song, and I chose Who Did You Think I Was? I would like to say I like this choice. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm, you're I've never dis... Well... Some of your choices I'm, you know, whatever about, but this right. one I was excited about. Go ahead. All right, awesome. I'm glad that we're on the same page here. Me too. Um, and, yeah, we have a whole segment of this of this show that was inspired by the lyrics to this song, your so I thought it was time. Child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we haven't done anything from the John Mayer Trio record, so I thought it was time to bring it around. And I love the John Mayer Trio record. Oh, do you really? I, I, I actually didn't know that. I find that surprising. Yeah. yeah, you know what songs on it that was my favorite is Another Kind of Green. Okay, uh-huh. And, yeah, I don't know when I got exposed to it, if it's when it happened or if it was later. I can't remember. I remember, like, my mind being blown. Mm-hmm. Being like, I am into this sound. So this is my favorite song on the record, which is why I chose it. It's a good one. But I also really, really like a close second for me is Good Love is on the Way. That's a good one, too. Yeah. You don't like another kind of green? Yeah, that's fine. So that's if, probably if you had to pick a song that's the most just John Marish mm-hmm. on, it would be that song. Maybe that's why I gravitate towards it. But I like the message. Not Vultures, which is literally a John Mayer song. Is Vultures on that? Yeah. Tried? Yes. Why am I even on this podcast? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Oh man. I should have gone and did a little deeper dive into the Try album. I guess I since it's your favorite record, you love it so I much. I didn't say it was my favorite. I said it blew my mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving Speaking on. of blowing your mind, I think we've got some really good John in the news. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, gosh. All right. Get it to get so, to it. So, first, we owe you guys an apology. This is John in the news from last week. Yes. But we recorded on, like, what, Thursday? Wednesday, I think, last week. Yes, it was. And, like, Thursday or Friday, news broke of John having cut his hair because mm-hmm. he was on an episode of Impractical Jokers. I don't know what that is. It's uh, one of those shows where, like, they oh, put the people on the situation. headsets and okay. be like, tell them this, say this, do that. Mm-hmm. And they have to do, like, silly things. I... Would not want to watch a show like that very much, but I bet if John Mayer's involved, it's probably comedy. It's on like True TV or something like that. It's I don't one even of those like is. very cable app? channels. Oh, well, I'm gonna watch this episode. All right, I'll find a way. So because... you tell me how it is. Cause <laughs> I'm not gonna watch you're it. Not, you have to. Every I podcast. actually don't. <laughs> you do. You have to. Are we doing an episode on? We are now. Oh god. <laughs> no, that'll just be my John in the news segment. Um, so someone shared a picture. From, oh, like this episode of Impractical Jokers that they were at. And I was like, oh, that must be an old photo. Mm-hmm. TBT. Mm-hmm. Because John's hair short. Right. Then I was like, wait a minute. Right. Now, I'm not saying he cut his hair because of our podcast. But I'm not not saying that either. I think word probably got back to him that you were a big fan of short hair, John. I mean, maybe he saw our polls. I don't think it has anything to do with me. But I think, you know, the podcast is a hot topic. There's the... Instagram page dedicated to his hair, which they don't talk about him cutting his hair a lot. I think they like his long hair. Uh-huh. And there was our whole discussion, and I just thought, what if what if he listens, and it did inspire him to cut his hair? What do you think the chances are on a scale of one to five? Five being, John listens to our podcast every week. 
One being total coincidence, you're crazy. 1.1. What? Instagram said different. Yeah, because it's fun. It's a fun story. So I'm sure he listens every week to our show. To test said theory. Yes. John, if you're listening. Cut your hair again. Actually, I would like it a little shorter. (laughs) You're your own person and you do you, boo. But I just, I really miss current mood. So I'm saying if you're like trying to like, you know, Britney Spears was like talking to her fans with her Instagram post before uh-huh. she got out of her concern, right. which John would need to secretly do this. I don't know why, like by wearing colored shirts or whatever. Right. I'm just saying, John, you could have an episode of current mood and or just go live if mm-hmm. you don't like have time to do the whole current mood situation right now. And then if he does, we'll know he's listening to us. There you go. <laughs> she did a colored shirt thing. Colored shirt. Yeah, they would be like, um, wear yellow in your next video or picture if you need help. Oh. And then she would wear yellow. And then they would like pick a color wow. of the fan base, like wear pink, wear your hair up, reference this, whatever. And there was a whole podcast dedicated to like decoding her Instagram posts during that time frame. And then the court thing happened and everything blew up. And I don't think she ever came out and said like, yes, I was specifically talking to you through code. Right. But she referenced like, my fans are a big part of this. Why this happened. You knew I was unhappy. You knew I was lying to you. Right. Etc. And that's crazy. Yeah, I follow Britney Spears very closely. Okay. Because she is the best. I think, uh, you know, I watched the documentary and really had to reassess uh, so much about what we thought about her and also my own behavior, right? Mm-hmm. And things we're willing to make fun of mm-hmm. and just mock without understanding. A hundred percent. And I think this, that's a good sign that our society, at least some of us in our society, have moved to the place of like, more understanding mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and less like oh justin bieber has lost his mind yeah. and more like justin bieber is a teenager with unlimited power and wealth and exactly what maybe, do you think's gonna happen yeah yeah and i think that um that was just a, a extra crazy time because mm-hmm. there was more of like an internet i'm not saying it's prez hilton's fault but prez hilton's mm-hmm. website like it just were like it exploded paparazzi and right being able to access pictures of people like almost in real time yeah. and it was a hot mess and i even look back and i mean i didn't you know write anything on the internet but I, I regret some of the thoughts i had or ways i felt about it but ironically to bring it back to the podcast yeah john watched it mm-hmm. i think he was interviewed by andy cohen mm-hmm. and said that he just like cried after it was over yeah. and he felt so terrible and then the world went insane on him because they're like mm. how dare you feel a certain way about things that we feel like you contributed to basically and i was like there's growth people we can look back and be unhappy about things those two there's two things that are not mutually exclusive Mm -hmm. which one is holding people responsibility for their actions yeah two is holding space for them to grow exactly and when they demonstrate growth not the pr apology i'm sorry if i offended you Mm -hmm. but when they demonstrate real growth and maturity like isn't that what we want yes isn't that the goal but people are just going to be mad no matter what and then them doing that to a certain degree was almost doing the same thing it's Mm -hmm. way different for females at not the same thing but also you know what i mean it was Mm -hmm. just like well you're also doing what you don't want to be done whatever i digress anyways more john in the news this is a little bit more upsetting news, which I'm mm-hmm. sure everybody knows by now, that some of the Dead & Co. shows, or one show got canceled because John had to go to New York because his dad experienced some sort of health emergency yeah. and was in the ER and he had to stay there. And obviously, the canceling the show is not a big deal. The big deal is we want his dad to be okay. Yeah. So, 
Um, I hope that he's okay. I think his dad's like absolutely adorable and no one wants to have someone go through something tragic like that. So I'm glad to hear he's all right. Literally the only thing I know about his dad is that he once told him that if when he turns 68, he'll renegotiate. <laughs> That's all you know about his dad? That's it. Yeah. I'm Either... not deep into like his, I don't know like his family situation. Well, I, I'm I mean, not a... he talks about in songs. Yeah. I'm not a fan like that where I know like the random crazy facts, mm-hmm. but I do remember he threw his dad a birthday party and it was in a magazine pictures of it and there's a dad he is like standing behind his dad and he has his arms like coming forward like straightening his dad's bow tie mm-hmm. and it was like a hollywood like crazy party like it was oh, john's wow. party before his dad and his dad's just like super like old and cute All right and so i've just always thought oh he's cute that's, that's awesome it. okay i digress i just i want to talk about the hair more but that's not what our podcast well is about. actually he looks so good though don't worry i'm gonna bring the hair back later R- oh is it about his hair in this video uh, i'm going to bring the hair back <laughs> don't worry okay well, uh, i just i didn't say how good i think he looks oh how good do you think he looks? i think he's really good oh, okay all right <laughs> I love that for him. So do I. Yes. Okay, song bio. Um, Also, just real quick, one Mm -hmm. thing I wanted to throw in there. This is totally apropos of nothing, but it is a John Mayer tidbit. Okay. I was re-watching the Hot Ones episode with Halsey. Mm. I'm a a big fan of Hot Ones. I I watch it when I'm making dinner. Like, Makes oddly sense. enough, yeah, yeah, right. And I was rewatching the Halsey one because uh, I'm a big Halsey fan. Aren't we all? Yeah. Um, and there was a moment there where he was saying that just before the show, he had ran into Sean Mendez in the lobby of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And Sean Mendez had just told him, "Oh, I was just on the phone with John Mayer last night for like an hour." And so he was telling Halsey the story, and Halsey's like. I was on the phone with us last night with John Mayer for like an hour. What does John do? Is he just like constantly on the phone with us? <laughs> Shift and shifts. Yeah. See, he's such a good friend being yeah. on the phone with I wish he'd be on the phone with me for an hour. Oh, poor guy is on the phone with Halsey. It must have been so hard for him. Okay, they're just friends. Whatever. I know, I know. but And he and I should be friends also. <laughs> I, I love me some Ash, can I say? Okay, moving on. <laughs> All right. All right, song bios. So this song, Who Do You Think I Was, was the first single from the John Mayer tribute, or John Mayer tribute, John Mayer <laughs> trio album called Try, with an exclamation point, I might add. I was, like, so excited to talk about that. Why is there an exclamation point? It's exciting. It's cute. Try, okay. yeah, it's fun. It's awesome. Uh, it's very aggressive. Try, yes, right? exclamation point. <laughs> this is the only album that's been released as the trio, mm-hmm. despite numerous claims they were going to do another record. Um, essentially what happened is the other record that they were going to do ended up being A Search for Everything. Oh. Yeah. And they just decided to release it as John Mayer. Totally different sound. Yeah. Um, the internet, which I believe I now have my finger on the pulse of, uh-huh. would love a John Mayer trio album. Okay. They're very, they have a lot to say about that. Well, I mean, Continuum is essentially a John Mayer trio album. But tribute, that's the thing. Tri- when you do album. your bio, it's almost always the same people anyway. Yeah. But I think they mean, I think they mean the sound. It's just, just like the hardcore blues. Yeah, yeah. And there's some discussion, a question specific for you when we get there about what exactly the category of sound is, but we'll okay. get there later. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so this was the lead single. And because of it, there is a music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the trio formed, it was originally, so Steve Jordan had played on Heavier Things and done some work with John Mayer. So they already kind of knew each other. They had agreed to do a, a promotional show, not a pro, that's not the right word, a charity show. Okay. That's what I'm looking for. I was like, the things you do. Oh, that's the what things, you're pointing at me? Yeah. I wasn't there, pal. No, the things you do. Is that they're going to do a charity show from a, one of the tsunamis in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. And they were going to do it with a bass player named Willie Weeks. Um, and then right before the show, he had to, the bass player had to drop out. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, we still want to do it. We just need a bass player. And, mm-hmm. and Steve Jordan was like, hey, I know Pino Palladino. He's incredible. He could show up in a moment and yeah, play a song. And he's like, give him a call. Pino was down, mm-hmm. showed up. They played, and they felt like they had such great chemistry. They're mm-hmm. like, we should do something. 
And so then they did the record, the the John Mayer Trio record, Try. Mm -hmm. And then uh, on Where the Light Is, there's a section of the trio as well on the Where the Light Is Live recording as well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all the all the official trio recordings are uh, live, with the exception of the audio for the music video for "Who Did You Think I Was." What do you mean? That's not that's not a, from a live performance. They recorded the audio for the "Who Did You Think I Was" oh. music video. They recorded the song in the studio okay. just for the music video. And the, it looks so much like they're just actually singing and playing in the music video. I I know that that's not how music videos work. Right. But for a minute, I was like, I mean, what are they doing? Like, right. It seems so like it was live. To that's me. definitely the purpose of the video, yeah. right? Is to say like, hey, we're just playing. Yeah. There's no artificer. There's nothing else. You could even like see but the they video cameras us anyway. Right. Because that's a word. There you go. <laughs> You can even see the cameras in the video and yeah. stuff like that. So it's very clearly like, hey, we're just us up here playing, mm -hmm. making a video. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they actually had to go into the studio and record the audio for it because mm. everything else had been live, had audio, audience noise in it and all that stuff. Makes sense. Yep. Um, I felt like I had something I wanted to say. Oh, when you mentioned that John did a charity show, mm -hmm. um, another good way to give us a signal that you're listening to the podcast, John, would be go. to do a charity show for my work or for a nonprofit, the Humane Society of San Bernardino Valley. And you have a dog, so. Moose. Have your people call you know, me, so I don't have people. <laughs> you yes. are the people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can call me directly also. Moving on. There we go. Is there any more song bio before we go to No, versions? that's it. I think we've already kind of moved into the versions because I was just talking about the music video. Mm -hmm. uh, this song ex exists on both Try and, like I mentioned before, Where the Light Is. Yes. So you can find recorded versions on it, both of those. I didn't really uh, listen to the Where the Light Is one. Did you in preparation? No. I just like the Try I, one, so, so I just listened to that. I watched a bunch of live performances of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which I'm very curious if you've ever seen. Mm. You probably haven't. He did this song solo him, no trio, just him. Okay. At Berkeley College, yeah. where he he went for a semester. It's funny, like John Mayer is like the most famous like person who went to Berkeley for like two minutes, and he didn't graduate. But my my friend Andrew, who was in the Honey, and will be on the podcast eventually. Oh no, no. that's Ben. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, he. Uh, he went to Berkeley. Mm -hmm. He actually graduated from Berkeley. And he says, like, the thing there is, like, if you have to graduate from Berkeley, you failed. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a terrible way for that school to make money. Because you're supposed to be so successful yeah. in music that you have to yeah. drop out of school and go and everything. So, <laughs> in that way, yeah, John Mayer did the right thing, right? He, oh, yeah, he did. Anyways, the point of this performance, it's mm -hmm. just him and a, solo, and a solo, solo guitar, electric guitar. But he has a buzz cut. Oh, I know. I know. I'm familiar with that look. Okay. I'm not familiar with that video. I had never seen I... him with a buzz cut. Oh before. yeah, it was a not a lengthy phase. It but... was in this was video was in 2012. Yeah. Photographed a lot. Okay. Yeah, it's a good look. All right. I don't know if it would be a good look now, mm -hmm. but I think he it looked good then. Honestly, mm -hmm. it's hard for him to look bad. True. So, but yeah, no, I enjoyed the buzz cut years. He was extra in shape during the buzz cut year too. Okay. And I think also in the music video. The way that the camera angles and everything is very extra heartthrobby. What do you think? He's got the hair. Like, I, I know you don't love the long no, hair, but no, no. I, so I found the hair distracting, but okay. I, I agree with your point. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. He's just so handsome. <laughs> very hot, heartthrobby. Yep. So annoying. So yeah, imagine there's... walking around like that. Like, how do you walk around being that attractive? It's, it's you hard. can't be normal. It's really tough. I got oh, are you speaking from experience? No, I wish. <laughs> I definitely wish. No. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not only not only is he like 
incredibly talented and incredibly famous and incredibly mm -hmm. wealthy. And a good friend who talks on the phone for an hour. There you go. And like witty and charming. Mm -hmm. and he's also good looking. Good fashion sense most of the time. No wonder all the famous women are wanting to date him. And or have the non-famous women. There you and go. And the moderately famous women. Yes. <laughs> okay, so song meaning then? Because that's not a lot to dive into on versions. Yeah, and also like all of the different live versions I hear, they all essentially sound the same. They do sound the exact same. He's, you yeah. know, playing the song as it in. is. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. There's not much variance. And there's not a whole lot going on. It's not mm -hmm. like his record records where there's like... Horses clomping in Paradise Valley. Oh, let or it toy go. pianos. What is the toy piano in? What song? I was having a conversation with someone about uh, that on Instagram. Is it If I Ever Get Around to Living? Is that, was that what it was? No. I don't remember. Well, we digress. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go into song meaning. Oh, is it Bodies of Wonderland? It might be Your Bodies of Wonderland. No, I don't think so. I don't know why. I'm I think just, it's Your Bodies of Wonderland. You could ask me and I'm not going to know, so yeah. I'm not sure why I'm having this conversation with you. Because I'm going to be like, no, no matter <laughs> what. Let's talk about song meaning. Since you picked it, why don't you kick it off? Uh, I love this, uh, obviously, because I picked it. Um, but it's a guy who's saying, like, you think I'm one thing, mm -hmm. but I'm a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I am a complex, nuanced person. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, and you can't just put me in a box. I know you think I'm this thing because mm -hmm. this is you've been your exposure to me. Yeah. I'm actually this whole other thing. Yeah. And I love this lyrics of the song because it's not only reflective of that, but it's also reflective of the musical change that he's going through at this mm -hmm. point. When he's become, he's really embracing this bluesy thing. So mm -hmm. it's like, you thought I was acoustic guitar, mm -hmm. your body's a wonderland you can buy at Starbucks. Pop song. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also like this generation's Eric Clapton. And wow. so, like, the, the lyrics are also, you know, showing not only who he is a multifaceted as a person, but also as a musician and performer. I mean, I agree with all that. And I think that the sound of the song or the tone mm -hmm. also matches that. When I think of John Merritt, like, like I can't think of a better word for this. So I'm just going to call the way the song sounds as aggressive. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. not like it's going to beat us up. It's or muscular. I don't even think it's muscular. It's just not angry. Mm -hmm. It's stern. Okay. And loud. I'm going to go with aggressive. Mm -hmm. And so I think that to me, the song actually is meaning comes more from that mm -hmm. than the words. Like also he's like angry that not angry, but just frustrated. Like, Hey, don't tell me who I am. He's and I'm going to defiant, gonna defiant and yeah. I'm going to show you with the sound of the song. Cause it's like loud and it's fast and I'm going to look mad while I'm doing the guitar stuff. Is this arguably his most rock and roll song? I don't think I have the data to answer that right now. I would have to go through the catalog, but I mean, offhand, I'm off gonna the say top yes. of my head, yeah, yeah. right. Okay. It's very not edgy. I hate I hate when artists their next album is always gonna be edgy. Mm -hmm. Have you ever noticed that? No. S specifically, pop stars. Okay. So if you look at Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera old interviews, and like yeah, this next album is like so edgy. It is not edgy. It's pop music. Right. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. I don't know. It. Halsey did that, though. She said something was edgy, and it wasn't. Well, she went, no. Not, she actually did go in a slightly different direction. The mm -hmm. last record, when she had Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Oh, that would be edgy. Produce it. Yeah. That Okay, this is a question I thought about asking you today. Mm -hmm. So it's very obvious that my celebrity crush is John Mayer. Yes. And I'm not, you know, currently married or dating someone. But, yeah. like, you know how people have, like, hall passes. Right, Like, okay, sure. mine would be John Mayer. Who is yours? Halsey. Is it really? Because yeah, he's mentioning her so much, I wonder if it's Halsey. She is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, the Be Kind video. Okay. That she, that's the, it's the song she did with Marshmallow. Mm -hmm. 
Um, she, the video is just her dancing. There's mm. nothing else in the video. And it's just so delightful. It's like my it's happy delightful. place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I might have, I like, there may become a day when I regret saying that it's Halsey and it, that there actually well, would be somebody change. else. Yeah. So but today it's Halsey. Today, because I watched that hot ones and then went down a rabbit hole of like watching some other videos and stuff of her would be, yeah, yeah Halsey. Okay. Fair enough. I um, mean, we'll start. I guess it depends podcast. on yeah what length her hair is. Oh, we're just turning this into a whole reflection now. It's like we got to talk about Halsey's hair now. There's just so much going Let's on. Let's get into the lyrics. All right, I have something to say that I'm excited about. Let's go. If this was a new song, mm-hmm. I would definitely be pushing that he is listening to our podcast thing. Okay. Because some of these lines feel like they're specifically for us. Listen to this. He's half a smile and zero shame. Yeah. He's talking about his own smirk. Yep. Who talks about a smirk? Yeah, us. Me and you. We do. Obviously, we rate the song by Is This a Quiet Song or Turns the Ladies On. Mm-hmm. So that's in our podcast. And then he literally says, here's a line that you won't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that happens on the podcast all the time. Yes. Good so, luck figuring this one out, guys. Yeah, I just thought, wow, he really is prophetic because... I feel like he's talking to us in the song. I have more to say, but that's what I wanted to get out right away. What do you have? I mean, I think this song is one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is oh. uh, he has these songs that he writes that are so like, it's a combination of both being like self-reflective, mm-hmm. um, but also being super clever about how he's going to phrase it. Right. So I think there's just like so much cleverness in this um, that I really love it. I love going through it like line by line. And I love, there is definitely the smirk here, right? Yeah. There is definitely like, yeah, you, you you got my number, but I always knew the score, right? Like, I, I, I still maintain the upper hand in mm-hmm. all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I love, my favorite line in this in this song mm-hmm. is, uh, is he the one who, tur- who plays, the, yeah. am I the one who plays the quiet songs? Is he the one who turns the ladies on? Yeah, aside from our podcast, that's why it was already, it's just amazing. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, which one is he? Uh, he's both. He's both. Obviously. Have you not listened to Sometimes our podcast? He has a cardigan he's on. He's both. But he's got tattoos underneath always. Exactly. Oh, well, yeah, because they're tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's something I wrote down when I made our, my notes. Then I posted, because you know I do the notes first. Right. Posted on social. I was so excited for someone to say this. I thought someone would, would but no one did. So this mm-hmm. is just my own thing. So the line, will I keep shining until my light is gone? Mm-hmm. In his song, In the Blood, he yes, says, Yes, I was going to bring that up. Yes, yes. He says, well, I dim the light inside me just to satisfy someone. And I was like, whoa, interesting. Like, does he know that he does this? Does he know about his common themes? Does he know he's calling back to songs a little bit? I'm sure there are, he's aware that he has themes that he writes about a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not to get too English majory, but one of my favorite authors is J.D. Salinger. Mm-hmm. J.D. Salinger definitely has themes he returns to in totally different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Hemingway has themes that he returns to so that's not uh unusual thing mm-hmm. um i think about like in, in film i think about like in Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. um and there's this thing of like we assume that every writer every artist should have an infinite number of stories to tell mm-hmm. and that's not just that's just not the case some artists really just have the one story to tell in different ways. Yeah, yeah. and 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 that's great because you told a story and you helped us out. I would think uh, I put like George Lucas in this category, right? Mm. Kind of had the one story, you know, and it's been great. Like Star Wars is a multi-billion-dollar franchise. Yeah, um, but he's not out here telling a whole bunch of other stories, you know. Um, and there are some artists that have a couple of stories. Uh, the aforementioned M Night Shyamalan, I think, had a couple of really great movies, and then just felt like he just that's it. That's yeah. all of the stories I've got to tell, yeah. right? And just wasn't the same after that. 
then there are artists who somehow manage to reinvent themselves and tell story after story after story after story. But there's always these common traits. Um, I'm going, kind of going on deep dive on Prince right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Prince fan uh, currently. And same thing. He's got a lot of these same themes that he returns to over and Currently, over again. Currently, were you not a Prince fan before? I wasn't. No, what? I've never. I've never been. Everyone's a Prince fan. No, I've never really been into Prince. I never really got it until, until you saw him on New Girl. No, until I had to. <laughs> I had to learn uh, "Controversy" for a gig. Mm. One of the songs, "Controversy," and I was like, "Oh, I love this song." Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like kind of like the way the world feels right now, like 1999 feels very like of the time. Yeah. And. Uh, Kiss. I learned Kiss for a gig, and I really, I really like like that song. Like, yeah, women not girls rule my world. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so it, I, I just love how he marries like some of the most very aggressively sexual lyrics with the fact that he was such a conservative religious person. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. He's fascinating. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think? Uh, will I keep shining until my light is gone? Means. Uh, am I the one who plays the quiet songs? Is he the one that turns the ladies on? Uh, here's my read on it. Yeah. Publicity. Paparazzi. Am I going to stay in the spotlight mm. until that time is done? And knowing, and, and I've earned, burned up all my 15 minutes of fame or whatever, and I'm, I'm done. That's how I read it when I look it through that. Because he's saying, like, oh, am I this guy? Am I this guy? Are you going to keep hearing about me? Am I going to keep being in your face? You Interesting. Know? That's not what I took it as. I took it as his light is his talent. Mm-hmm. But would he, so kind of. Will he still be shining? Will he still be making records? Will he still be relevant? Will people care mm-hmm. until he's gone? Yeah. That, that's, so I guess it's in the same vein, yeah. but a little bit different. And I think it's a very valid reading as well. You yeah. know, I think he's always been a guy who's been... Uh, I don't want to say obsessed, but fascinated with time. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And so the idea of like, how long can I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, both as my interpretation, both as how long can I do this as this public facing figure? Yeah. And how or long can I do, do this, this as a musician? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I, I think really interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm good with lyrics then, unless you have more. I, I, oh, I got to talk about, oh, go for it. you got my number, but I always knew the score. Okay. For me, that's like I met, I met a girl out there mm-hmm. uh, that somewhere. She has my number. She called me. Mm-hmm. Maybe we hung out or whatever. And you know, it's like, oh, you think you're somebody because you have John Mayer's phone number because you dated oh, me or whatever. Oh, you're taking his phone number. I'm taking it as like a literal phone but number. But you know the expression, like, oh, I've yeah. got their number. Means I know. You just you got them. I, I take. Know. I definitely take it as that interpretation. I like to. I like to think of it. I would as like to have that, his phone number. Also. Of like, yeah, maybe there's a million girls out there with my phone number, but I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. But this song isn't about girls. Am I, is he the one who turns the ladies on? No, no, no. This song isn't about girls. This song is about how he's in people view him and the box they put him in, and that includes that he has a reputation for being a ladies' man. Yes. But this isn't a song about girls or about how girls specifically feel about him. So I read it as. Like, you thought you got my number. You thought you know who I am. It might be in relation to girls. Like, right. you think I'm, like, you know, is Lothario the word? Yeah, for? yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, I'm not. I, I know the score. I know who I really am. Right. But I like your interpretation. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of girls did have and do have his phone number. Um, The internet thinks that the... The, <laughs> the, the internet, like yeah, person. That got a brand new blues that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. Is he's literally talking about the style of music that he wants to do. Well, yeah, so there's some in audience feedback, which this is a good segue. Uh-huh. There was a couple comments about them saying that this was him, like, showing his record label, like, absolutely not. I'll make the kind of record I want to make. Uh-huh. I don't have to make pop music. I can make whatever kind of music I want. 
this did some people are like what is this is this blues is this yeah. rock and roll and it's kind of different so yeah i think that the, the internet mm -hmm. as you said uh would agree with you on that let me pull up our listener feedback right now actually all right so it's not in order so i'm not going to go with one of those first but at michael pulaski says i always heard quiet song guy and turn ladies on guy as the same person he was trying to break from that image so the next line didn't come true shining till his light was gone like a star that burns hot and bright but dies relatively quickly he didn't want to burn himself out writing songs he didn't want to write and or fade away like some other quiet songwriters when someone new comes along mm. the first part of that confuses me but at the end it all made sense yeah i would kind of agree with that analysis wouldn't you am i the one who plays the quiet songs yes is he the one who turns the ladies on yes the like that's, same person that's the same person that's all in him mm -hmm. and i think that's as we know when we have to break it down i'm always like 50 50 right 50. And i think that's really important to remember about people right in mm -hmm. general that we aren't just most one of us thing. aren't just one thing yeah. right like, so for example, like tomorrow, I'm going to the drive-in movie theater with my wife and kids, and we're going to watch a kid's movie, a family movie, mm -hmm. and it's going to be the most wholesome experience manageable. I love things that are wholesome. Right? And then the day after that, I've got a late night show, and mm -hmm. so we're going to be like up until like whoever, you know, early in the morning, like mm -hmm. living our best life. So like, I'm both of those things, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm both like, oh, I'm going to stay at home, like, and I'm also like, I'm going to be out all night. Yeah. And I'm going to put my pajamas on and go to bed real early tomorrow. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I have to work on Saturday. <laughs> but I, like that idea of uh, that people can be more than just one thing, I think, is, is so important to keep in mind when we deal with people because it's so easy to reduce each other to categories. Oh, you're in this category, you're in this category, you're this thing or that other thing. Sometimes we're just more. I agree, and you're gonna like this next comment because it right. goes right along in that. This is from uh, Lisa T. Weeks. This is John Mayer's blues playing at his finest. His guitar playing is sharp and edgy. His vocals are spot on. Lyrically, he is very confident and kind of full of himself. I love it. So is this a quiet song or is he turning the ladies on? Some women like that bad boy confidence. That's true. And she brings it home with yeah, it doesn't matter what he does. Well, we'll answer theory. that question here. For we'll give the yeah, final answer. We'll give the final <laughs> answer on that a little bit later. But that's a great that's a great great, great comment. Point. I actually probably will refer back to this in my answer. At Java Jacobs eighteen says it's an absolute killer song. Always loved it, and don't know why he doesn't play it anymore. I didn't realize he didn't play it anymore. I don't think he plays a lot of songs from Tribe. From the from the the trio record, no. Yeah. I, I I don't think it's like that. It's fallen out of favor. I think it's just a matter of he's got so many songs now mm -hmm. that trying to make a set list and fit everything in is challenging and so he wants to play his newest stuff mm -hmm. and then he tries to sprinkle in like the biggest hits from the past the stuff that people want to see yeah and then some surprises here and there like in your atmosphere yeah okay i'm excited about this next comment um at great figure eight which is a fabulous mm -hmm. screen name That's screen from name? edge of desire yeah handle I don't username know what it is. username I think Who Did You Think I Was is one of John's most badass rock star tracks. The guitar fill after the line, Is He the One Who Turns the Ladies On, is mm -hmm. a big middle finger to the label while still saying, yep, I know, kissy face emoji. <laughs> I love when you guys use emojis and I have to read them. It's intelligent and cheeky in all the ways John Mayer is, one of my absolute favorites. So I never looked at it as a... I knew it was a departure from what he did. And mm -hmm. I remember him doing interviews at the time. I don't go back and look up interviews. I just kind of run with my working knowledge mm -hmm. of him being like, I'm at the point in my career, of, I'm paraphrasing because this was years ago, 
or I make enough money where I can make the kind of music I want to make, mm-hmm. and then I could go make some pop songs, mm-hmm. which I remember being very off-putting the way, mm-hmm. cause like, kind of like I was dumb for liking his pop songs. Uh-huh. I don't think that was his intention, but that's how I felt when I read the quote or saw the interview. Um, so I didn't really ever think about that until this comment, and I don't know which guitar fill this is, but there is a part in the video where he is like playing guitar really fast and really loud and his face mm-hmm. looks mad and I am a very wholesome person myself so I wouldn't I feel like controversial using this word. Whoa. Oh my god it was so sexy. Oh wow. I know. I feel like I cussed. She dropped the S word <laughs> on us. And I don't know about guitars and music mm-hmm. but I was just like oh something's happening here that is very enjoyable. Yeah. That's all. Yeah I, I, I think this record was he knew I have this skill that I'm not getting enough credit for. Oh, okay. I and, like that. And I want to show off. Yeah. I want to show that I, no, I am, I am, like, I'm Clapton. I am yeah. that, that next line of guys for this generation. And people will respond to me being like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I yes, I, you know, like, Neon is, like, in guitar playing circles. Like, oh, the, yeah. the, the line from Neon is mm-hmm. a big deal. So, like, it was already, knew, knew we could play. Mm-hmm. But you also want to be like, actually, I, I, the blues is my thing. I can play as good as... You know, a lot of people have said he's like a Stevie Ray Vaughan, mm-hmm. you know, clone kind of thing. So he's like, I can do this too. Yeah. And f- I imagine if I had a skill that I felt was like being uh, under acknowledged or whatever, mm-hmm. that I'd be like, no, I gotta, I gotta put it on full display so you guys know I can do this. And mm-hmm. I think that's what this record was about. Okay. So Great Figure Eight actually gave credit to this next comment, but it was too confusing to read it in there. Of at Sinona Colbertson. I love that the song is a response to his record label to try to separate himself from his daughter slash your body is a wonderland persona. Mm -hmm. The song literally created a whole new path, more serious bluesy side for him musically. Pure genius. I think we would all agree with that. Yeah. And you know what? Like the perfect marriage for me Mm -hmm. of this bluesier thing with the pop songwriting happened with the next record, which was Continuum. Oh, yeah, and that's the one most people think is his best record. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point, Lucas. Mm-hmm. At JFlan65, who's a hockey player, who I just noticed in his photo. I oh, I thought nice. that was interesting. Says, when I first heard, or maybe he's like a fan of hockey and that's not him. You, you love a hockey player. I mean, I've met some that I've enjoyed. <laughs> you love a minor league athlete. <laughs> I used to work in minor league sports, so that's fair. At when I first heard, at when I first heard, I'm all flustered. <laughs> My type are like dancers. Like just, I'm into dancers. To clarify, I'm not hitting on Jay Flan 65 though. Your, I was just like, oh, he plays hockey. That's your type is either for, your, your perfect type <laughs> is a former minor league athlete not who true. is now a coach. Not true because John Mayer did none of those things. Oh. Um, at Jay Flan 65, who may or may not play hockey, said when I first heard. When I first heard it, I was surprised that it came from John Mayer. And I think that that's fair. Yeah. Especially at the time. Yeah. At PhotoLow22 says, oh, here's your question. My favorite of trio songs, but question for Lucas. Mm. Why aren't you asking me, PhotoLow22, by the way? Uh, Lucas, can we call it blues? Seems more rock. I don't actually have the answer, so I'm fine that she didn't ask me. Yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Jill. Go ahead and give us the answer to that. I think it's a combination of both. So what we have to understand is that there is a long history of connection between Mm -hmm. the blues. There is no rock and roll if there is not the blues. Blues came first. Rock and roll was a derivative of blues. Grew out of yeah, grew out of blues, and a lot of like what we associate as rock bands, like the Rolling Stones, Mm -hmm. right? The Rolling Stones when they started didn't call themselves a rock band. Called themselves an R and B group. Really? Yes. 
because they were playing rhythm and blues. R and B stands for rhythm and blues. I right? know that much. Yeah, so uh, they're <laughs> trying to make these just you know. You can. There's some cats who are straight up blues, and it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to tell, like Stevie Ray Vaughan, um, most famously. Uh, but you could listen to Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff and say it's rock too. You mm-hmm. know, um, taken even further, more modernize it is like the Jack White stuff that Jack White does now, like the, the White Stripes and even his solo stuff after. Is he's very very blues. That's mm-hmm. like his whole thing. But it's rock and roll music too. Like everyone has heard Seven Nation Army, mm-hmm. and most people would just say, oh, that's a rock song, right? Yeah. So those two styles of music are very, very intertwined, and I'm fine if you want to call it a rock song, but this blues influence is very, very obvious Okay, but as if well. you had to call it one, someone said, I'm sorry, Lucas, you can't, you have to pick one, what are you going to I pick? would call it like a muscular blues song. Muscular blues? Yeah, it's you, not like... You have like to pick one, that's like saying it's a rock blues song. It's not like a chill blues song. I'm going to call it aggressive blues song. Okay, this is a comment a lot of people made, but I picked at Etienne Daniels, which is we need more John Mayer Trio projects. I mean, over to which and I over answer, and over you again. have them. You, they're just not called John Mayer. Trio. No, I think they want the sound. I think that's what okay. they mean. They want those three, but they want specifically the sound. Mm-hmm. At Carly Porter twelve twenty one said, "Oof, <laughs> way way to the bottom of my list. Bottom ten percent." I gotta tell you, Carly Porter, you're in the minority in the DMs on that one. I, she didn't give a reason, right? No. I wonder if it's... I should have DM'd her back. She just doesn't like that style of music, which I, yeah. I, I get. Like, well, as, if you're a John Mayer, like classic John Mayer fan, right. I can see where you'd be like, well, this isn't John Mayer. Yeah, if you don't like the more aggressive stuff, because this mm-hmm. is arguably his most aggressive sounding yeah. song, for sure. And what's interesting is I tend to not like change or things that are new. Mm-hmm. And so some of his albums, when I hear it, I'd be like, oh. I don't know if this is for me. And it always is eventually because he's so talented and I appreciate that he exposes me to new things. There you go. Because like you have always exposed me to yeah. new music. Although I knew about that guy that I like all by myself. That guy that you like, Machine, Machine Gun, Gun Kelly. Kelly. Sorry. I love that song you sent me and told me to listen oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now I'm having a conversation with you. Sorry. Um, At, oh, go and ahead. as I'm sitting here wearing a Day to Remember shirt, so mm-hmm. I like the more rock and roll music is typically the stuff that I listen to. So w- when he started doing this, I was all in. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, it's, yeah. it's, you know, this, Good Love is on the Way. Those are both songs that I've covered before. So And I'm wearing a T-shirt that has a butterfly on it that looks like it's from the 1990s, mm-hmm. driving home how much I don't like change. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. all. It reminds me of that song, who was it, Crazy Town? Oh, I then know exactly what song you're yeah. talking about. But you know I was like into butterflies. Yeah. But yeah, that reminds me of that song Butterfly too. hair clips. Um, oh, I love, they're back, butterfly hair clips. It brings me so much joy. I'm not going to wear them because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, too old. But anyway, at Sobbing for John Mayer said, it's the only John Mayer Trio music video that exists. And the YouTube account was deleted, which is weird. So that's a fun fact, which mm. I didn't fact check. I did find the video, but it's mm-hmm. really weird. You can't look at comments, and I don't know where I found it. It oh. wasn't John Mayer's page, I don't think. I don't. That's interesting. Those are all of our uh, feedback. Uh, yeah, I found it. I watched it, so it's out there somewhere. No, no, she's saying the video's out here. Right. She's it's saying the video's out there. Saying I guess the trio had a it. YouTube page, Got it. but I guess because they didn't move forward, maybe. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's all for feedback. Thank you guys so much. It like brings me so much joy when you engage with us. Yeah, love it. it's awesome. That's always the best part. I I'm love... so validated when they agree with me. Right? <laughs> you know what's also fun for me is, like, so I get new followers occasionally, and yeah. it's like, did I meet you in the real life? Or are you, you from know me? From, do you know me from music? Yeah. Then because of the band. 
or do you know me from the podcast? Yeah. That's always a, a fun when thing. And it's always really obvious who the podcast people are. Because they live like super far away oh. and they'll be like But you go to their followers and it's like John Mayer, Current Mood, right, Lucas yeah. Jill, the podcast. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like being a great podcast host tonight. All right, so let me get into uh, <laughs> the, the segment we've all been waiting for. Well, it's so appropriate tonight. Right. Uh, Jill, mm-hmm. is this the John Mayer who sings the quiet song? Or is this the one who turns the ladies on? If we're talking just about the song. Uh-huh. I think, which we are. Yeah. I think that. Imagine. It's, <laughs> it's neither. It's just. Neither. Uh, just hear me out. Oh, it's just God. a song, but because I'm forced to answer. Yes. Because you Under get duress. mad if I don't stay yeah. in there. Then it turns the ladies on. Yes. If we're talking about the video, mm-hmm. 100, because you get mad if I say 1,000%, turns the ladies on. I don't, I don't care about rock bands and fancy guitar playing. I mean, uh-huh. I appreciate it. I don't think that because you're a musician, I mean, that makes me more attracted to you, except for in the case of probably John Mayer and mm-hmm. other random things that have happened. Mm-hmm. But there was something about that video. I was just like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow, is he a handsome, fancy, talented. Even I noticed that watching it. That's what I said. I was like, oh, he's very heartthrobby here. And the, and the here. thing is that he's doing that with that haircut for me. Yeah. It's really saying something. Yeah. Because I like a clean cut guy, and I love John Mayer with short hair. And I, you can't even see part of his eye. Like, why are you covering up part of your beautiful face? So I don't understand the magic that happened, but it's turned the ladies on for me for the video. What do you think? And also, for anyone who cares, the guitar that he's playing in the video it has is. roses on it. Yeah, it's a very rare. I think there was 210 total oh, of them wow. made. Yeah. And it was years ago. It's a copy of a Jimi Hendrix model. Fancy. That he set on fire. So. Jimmy did. Jimmy did. Oh, yes. I was like, yes. well, John Mayer's a guitar on fire. <laughs> okay, um, I, yeah, this is definitely a Turn the Ladies on song. Uh, I as, think that was his intention, though? As as our listener pointed out, like, yeah. some girls mm-hmm, love the bad mm-hmm. boy. And this is oh, him. Oh, maybe that's what it is. He's, I'm not like he's that, though. very much saying, like, uh, you know, I, in the morning when the day begins, I'm making my mind, but change it back again. He's like, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah. I'm this, I'm that. Whatever. I, I, I know the score. I know the score. Yeah. 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 We give him such an attitude when we quote him. Oh, I love it. Because the song is an attitude. This song is full of attitude, and I love it. I'm here for it. All right. All right. Well, uh, so, Jill, we know how much the music video makes you feel about That's him. That's a five. Uh, how much does this song, divorced from the imagery of the video, mm. how much does the song by itself make you love John Mayer? Divorce, jeez. Okay, so five if we're talking video, for yes. sure. Um, three. 3.5. Okay. One low, lower on the scale. Like One of the I, lowest, actually, that we've done. I think I'm giving it so low because you made me divorce it from the video. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, uh, again, I love the song. But in terms of, oh, does this make me, like, swoon mm-hmm. and be in love with him? No. I don't like him telling me that, you know, he, he knows the score yeah. and stuff. All right. You know how I'm about yeah, arrogance. You, arrogance isn't my favorite. Yeah, you, that, that you're not the one who's out. You don't go for the bad boys. No. You want a very endearing, very sweet. I want 2022 John Mayer. Okay. Very sweet mm-hmm. and endearing and sincere yeah. and self-aware. Oh, love him so much. That's, and with his haircut. That's your vibe. That is my vibe. Do you have something to share about if it makes you love John before we move on? Oh, yeah. All, very much. Very much makes me love John there. Very much, yes. Uh, I wish I had written the song. It's great. Um, I, I think it feels very much... Uh, you know, I went through a pretty major transition in my life. So it's like if you knew me at 30, mm-hmm. uh, you don't know me. 
or God, if you knew you at 19 or 20, right. you don't know you. Yeah, you, and you haven't heard, you haven't kept up with me, and you don't know mm -hmm. me. Like you, you don't know me. I'm, You're I'm confused. Yeah, and so I can be all of the many things, and I and I love that about me, and I love that about John. I'm like the same. Does that mean I didn't grow? You said you were like, it was earlier you said like, saying like, oh, you're so much. And like, but I'm the same amount all the time. I'm always the same amount. <laughs> I really am. Yeah. I'm very consistent. There you go. All right, discussion questions. I actually don't have one. Oh, I do have a good one. You look way too excited. <laughs> it's making me nervous. Uh, so, uh, so here's a line you won't understand. <laughs> uh, I'm half of a boy, but twice the man. Yeah. Carry the weight of the world in the palm of my hand. So he's throwing the challenge out there. He's saying, here's the line you won't understand. And I don't. You, okay, so you got nothing? Do you, do you want to venture, I Give guess? Give me a minute, because I am good on the spot of I making sense of his lyrics. I don't actually <laughs> think the carry the weight of the world in the palm of my hand is part of that. I think the, the line he's referring to, here's the line that you won't understand. I'm half of a boy, but twice the man. Yeah, carry the weight in the world upon my hand, I, I can make sense of. I don't know what being half of a boy, but twice the man is at all. I've got nothing. Do you have a theory? No, I or mean, is he just is he like I'm just gonna say gibberish? You won't understand it. I don't understand it either. But it rhymes. No, I'm sure it means something to him. Um, but no, I I, I nothing. <laughs> I don't have anything concrete to throw out for it. Well, if you guys know, please go to. Actually, this would be a good question answer yeah. in the stories. But if it's not up yet for that, definitely go to our post about this episode and tell us what you think. Because we asked something last time, and people were insightful. I forget what it was. Oh, it was the ten and two. Oh. And people came up with some crazy stuff that didn't make any sense. And yeah. So, and then someone made your point, and I yeah. called you like, this is you, such a good point. And you're you, like, that was my point. You sent me someone's comment that was <laughs> like, oh, they, it's, it's so lonely because that means They're he's not, not holding, holding somebody's hand. hand. I was like, and I literally, said said, I had just finished listening to that episode of the podcast. I was like, I literally said it on the podcast. Yeah, I guess from day, I guess I do change because from day to day, I think things are clever that aren't. Yeah. So yeah, we'd love when you guys want to dive deeper. It's not just about answering the questions for a future podcast. So we can quote you and like discuss it. We love that. But I love when they're like, oh, no, 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 you guys got this yeah. wrong. Or, oh, yeah, you guys got this right. Yep, or, I do too. Yeah, that's my favorite. All right. Um, okay, well, then I guess. Oh, no, we have to talk about next week. Okay, next week. Did you see? Oh, I saw. Sorry, I'm not going to lie to you. It's very exciting. I'm a man of integrity. I got to like come clean when I saw it. I, I almost did Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey. Mm -hmm. You love that song too. I do. I don't know why. I'm such a big whiskey fan. I hate all alcohol. Oh, okay. But I think whiskey would probably be extra disgusting. We switched put, roles, isn't that weird? Well, I didn't love alcohol ever. But <laughs> you we just, loved a good Midori Sour. I did because it tastes like candy, not because oh, it's alcohol. That's what's tricky about me. You mm -hmm. can't drink when you're me because I have such an intense sweet tooth. Mm -hmm. So if someone made a mixed drink that tastes like candy, mm -hmm. I would just like tip down it like a shot. It was a whole drink. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so good. I'll have another thinking I was having like a cherry Coke mm -hmm. or, you know, like a shake. Mm -hmm. and shake? Like a chocolate shake. Like, yeah, oh, that's like good. Like a yeah. mudslide? Yeah. And then a couple minutes later, you know, it's such a lightweight and, uh. and well... That's yeah. how you end up dancing on bars. Anyways, oh. <laughs> um, bars you're supposed to. It was at Coyote Uglies in okay. Vegas. I love Moving that for on. You. I love that for me, too. I, well, I love to dance. You can, you, can, you can always come dance on the, the bar at the vault. <laughs> I don't think that I can. I don't think you can I either. I think it's frowned upon. I think I probably could. I but... feel like that's not the... Well, they don't know what the vault is. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so um, I, I almost did that. I almost changed... No, I'm covering it because you know now. I almost yeah. changed my mind, but I just feel like it's time to it's do time. Walt Grace. Jill. Yes. It's time. Okay, so that's what we're doing. We're doing Walt Grace next week. I cannot wait to post about this. 
I want to post about it now, but I won't. Yeah. Uh, I'm just so excited. I, I really had ignored this song entirely. Same these for a long time. Until you started just like... Talking about it nonstop. Talking about it nonstop. How the song like changed your life and your whole outlook on everything. And mm-hmm. you're, you, there's like basically two Jills. There's a Jill before you saw <laughs> Walt, him do Walt Grace Live. And there's a Jill after you no, saw no. him perform Walt Grace I Live. I was into Walt Grace before I went to the show and saw him perform oh, live. Okay. I started crying mm-hmm. because I felt like he... I tried not to lean too heavy into the tour content mm-hmm. um, until we started the podcast. Right. But before I saw the show, because it's like, you kind of want to know what to expect, mm-hmm. but you also want to go blind right. and just be excited. Yeah. But because I was bringing my mom and she casually likes John Mayer, mm-hmm. I felt like I had to lean into it a little bit so I could give her the right songs to listen to. Yeah. Anyways, so I was not expecting Walt Grace. Mm-hmm. It hadn't been on my radar that he sang it at other shows. And I, I mean, I think I knew he liked singing it at one. For whatever reason, when I tell the story next week, I had I'd gotten into it. And then he sang it, and I know this is obviously not true because I don't think he actually listens to our podcast. Mm-hmm. We didn't have it yet. It felt like he knew I needed to hear it, That's and he so sang awesome. it for me. It will, no one can convince me that isn't what happened. He was like, there's a girl in the audience who needs to hear this song. So, um, yeah, I look forward to hearing why everyone else likes it, though, because I know why I like it. It's so personal. And I'll have to ask you to bear with me while I overshare a little bit about my life. Because, oh, I love it. Well, I know you do. Yeah. I don't know if everyone else does because it's, yeah. Oh, God, I love this song so much. I want to start talking about it now, but I won't. So uh, please go to our Instagram and tell us why you love Walt Grace, your favorite lines, any thoughts you have on it. It's like his only song that's not in first person. Or his only song not about not himself? About, yeah, yeah. Storytelling? Yeah, totally. No, it's about someone, someone totally outside of himself. Also, I had to Google if Ball Grace was real. Oh, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. I hope you guys have a good week. Thanks uh, for listening. At Mayor Studies on Instagram yes. is the place to go. Yes, go. I want to hear everything about Walt Grace. It's going to be the longest episode ever. Nice. I hope this is our this longest, is longest episode, episode ever. ever. Yep. And we were all, we have nothing to say about this. I know, right? <laughs> we made it work. All right, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Keep on shining until your light's gone. Bye. <laughs>